Welcome to Cannabis Health Radio, a podcast where we share stories from people around the world who are using cannabis as medicine. The information is meant to raise awareness about the health benefits of cannabis, but should not be taken as medical advice. Now, here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. Welcome to episode 229 of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Elland. Do you like our new intro, Corey? I do. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Our guest today is Leslie. She doesn't want her last name used, and she is from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and she's going to tell us two stories about the benefits of cannabis. One story deals with her mother and the other with her personally. Leslie, thanks for doing this. Oh, my pleasure. Now, you suffer from PTSD because you were kidnapped, held at knife point for six days, terrorized, and beaten. Now, take us through what happened. And I should remind you, Leslie, that if at any point you want to stop, just let us know and we'll move on. Okay, sure. Um, I had met a man, and um, within a month, he had charmed me into thinking that he would be the man I was going to potentially marry. And um, within a few months of being with him, he slowly became um, emotionally um, aggressive and abusive in ways that were shocking me and getting me off balance. And and then, of course, apologizing and, and saying he needed help. And so um, I thought that if I stuck by him a little while and, and um, did some things with him to help him, it might, it might change things, but it didn't. It just went sour within, I think it was about six months that when that happened, we traveled to South America and we were in the Amazon jungle doing some healing work with a shaman. And um, we were supposed to be there for four weeks, and on the third week he just snapped and, and, and attacked me and took a knife and put it in my face um, told me to give up my passport, my credit cards, my money. Um, so that was it. In that moment, I was stuck. Um, and then, then over the next six days, it was just uh, terrorism and him beating me and holding the knife in my face and acting like a lunatic. Um, but fortunately, he became paranoid of the townspeople coming after him. So he allowed me to get our, our flights changed and we came back to Toronto. And that's when I started taking action to separate myself from him. And, and eventually it all, he went away with the help of the police. So I survived it. Um, I wasn't sure if I was gonna make it. He, I, I mean, in the moment when it first happened, the first night it happened, I was pretty sure he was gonna kill me. And the amount of fear that is that I experienced, I just, you know, it was, it felt like the most amount of fear a human being could ever experience. And then that feeling was with me for the whole six days. And even after I came back, it, it was with me um, until I called the police. And then everything, then everything stopped from there. Like he stayed away. But since then, that was 10 years ago. Since then, it was a, you know, it was the road to recovery. I'd also lost quite a bit of weight. I hadn't been eating. He'd been keeping me from eating meat, insisting I should stay on a raw food diet. Um, and so my body was falling apart and from the malnutrition in addition to the stress. 
So um, it was a road to recovery after that. And, um, and I'm doing pretty good. Like, it, you know, I'm, I'm very um, physically fit and health conscious. So um, I was able to make a full physical recovery, but the PTSD symptoms, they stay with you for a long time, or they stayed with me for a long time. And, and while I can appear to everybody in my life um, that I'm highly functioning, I still have a lot of anxiety. Um, I was having a lot of nightmares. Uh, lose my patience very, very fast, get angry very fast for, you know, no good reason sometimes. Um, mostly with my family, you know, outside of the family, not so bad, but within the family where it feels a little safer. So um, three years ago, I think it was about three years ago, a friend of mine sent me a link to the Rick Simpson story and the story of how cannabis oil heals cancer. And I'd never heard of that before. I knew I know about cannabis um, because I had smoked cannabis off and on through my life. Um, but sometimes I didn't because it would make me a little paranoid. So I got scared and would stop for some time. Um, but then when I had this story and I listened to it, I was blown away. And then I found Corey's story, the interview with um, Cannabis Health Radio, and that blew me away too. And so, and my friend told me he knew someone who had the oil. So I got some oil from this friend. And I got extra because I had friends, I had a friend with cancer and I had a couple of other friends that were having health issues and they were interested. So I started getting this oil and I started microdosing with it. And for me, it, it literally changed my life. My sister said she's noticed a huge improvement since I've taken the oil in terms of my mood swings and my, um, my mental states. And so I've been taking the oil every night for the last three years and and uh, it's worked great for me. No more nightmares. I was just going to ask you uh -huh. if you still had nightmares. Very, very rarely. Very rarely. Maybe once a year. If I'm in a if if I'm in a very stressful situation, then that can trigger them. But um, but it's that's pretty rare. What was but if the I first? don't take the oil, yeah, sorry. If don't I don't go. take the oil, then I do start having trouble. I can't sleep. That's the other thing. The oil has helped me sleep better than I've ever slept. Wow. So what was the first yeah. thing you noticed when you started taking it, Leslie? Um, the first time I took it, I just remember feeling like getting drowsy and, and sleeping pretty deep. Felt a little groggy in the morning when I got up, but that wasn't um, a problem. Like it, after about a week or two of taking it, that, you know, I would wake up feeling a little groggy. But once I got up and took a shower and got moving, that wore off completely and I was fine for my day. Now, so do you find that just taking it at night actually is enough to, you know, keep the PTSD in check uh, for 24 hours sort of thing? Or do you have to, it, do, do you find that you smoke uh, some during the day or? Yeah, during the day, what, what, what I ended up doing was starting to smoke at, at the end of day when I'm finished work. And, um, and then I wait till I two hours before I go to bed for the oil. However, I, because I'm a little bit nervous about um, having cannabis when I'm working, not because it, my work is great, I can work fine, but I start forgetting things like, did I do this? Did I do that? Right. So I just wait till I'm finished work. Although one time I had a really bad migraine and I had um, a full day and I was about three quarters of the way through the day and I thought I, I didn't think I was going to make it. So I thought, well, hell, I'm just going to take the oil. And if I get stoned, I don't care. I just want to kill this headache because it's also good for pain. So I took a little bit of the oil, just a very tiny half a grain of rice. 
And surprisingly, I didn't get stoned at all. I just, it leveled me to the place of feeling, it, the headache went away completely. And my energy level was perfect. I was perfectly relaxed and centered and ready to work. So it, I find the oil in the daytime works like any kind of medicine, depending on where your body is. Like if you're too high, it can bring you down. If you're too low, it can bring you up a little. Um, it just depends what's going on. But it's an amazing medicine. So the oil you're taking is high THC? Yes, okay. it's the it's made the way Rick Simpson formula is, is supposed to be made. Yeah, and I've started I've started making my own too. Bravo! Good for you. Yeah. Les- Leslie, <laughs> after the incident, did uh, the doctors recommend anything for you? Any pharmaceuticals? Um, I didn't. I don't remember if I even went to the doctor. I did go to my doctor and I told him what happened. Actually, I'm remembering mm-hmm. now. I did go to my doctor and I told him what happened and. Um, he did recommend pharmaceuticals if I wanted them. He was never pushy. I had an amazing doctor, but he's since mm-hmm. retired. Um, he always respected my wishes to use alternative medicine, but he, and he never judged me. He would, but he would listen and he would never, um, criticize it. And he just said, because I'm so healthy, he would say, whatever you're doing, just keep doing it. Where do you think you would be, where do you think your mental state would be today if you had not discovered cannabis oil? Oh, I wouldn't be in as good shape for sure. I still would be having trouble sleeping. I would probably be extremely anxious and much angrier um, than I am Um, tense. I'd probably still be having nightmares and... uh, yeah, I think that's how I would be if I wasn't taking the oil because that's how I was before I started taking the oil. I did do a therapy some years ago, about five years ago, called EMDR, which did help. Yeah, it helped for a while, but after about a year or two of that, then I started slipping back into my symptoms, so it only had a short-term effect. Tell us what EMDR is. It's a, it's a kind of therapy called eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. And basically, um, there's different ways of doing it. There's something called tapping. Um, it's a bilateral eye movement stimulation. So the therapist will work with you, a, a psychotherapist who's trained in this work, will work to, um, and you don't have to tell the story of what you went through, because sometimes that can be re-traumatizing to tell the story. Uh, because your brain gets tricked into thinking you're there again when you talk about it, or when I talk about it. Um, So what they do is they just have you imagine the worst uh, moment in the situation, and then you open your eyes, and they'll wave their finger back and forth, and you watch with your eyes. So your eyes are moving back and forth. And then you relax and close your eyes, and then you you um, tell the therapist what's coming up for you, and then you go through. You close your eyes again, and you look at the finger, or you open your eyes and look at the finger waving back and forth. So there's a bilateral movement going on with the eyes that stimulates. Uh, I think it's called REM state, mm-hmm. and it, it helps the brain, the neural pathways in the brain, reconfigure. Um, into a different pattern and out of the pattern of the trauma. Because in trauma, the brain, uh, the neural pathways in the brain, they get reconfigured into a state. So um, the PTSD is actually a state of feeling like you're still in the trauma and in the situation because the brain has rewired to uh, into that story. 
Now, when you flew back from South America with this uh, this odd fellow that you were with, uh, you must have felt as though something may happen to you during your trip back and when you arrived in Toronto. Am I yes. correct? Yes, I was. I, I was feeling under threat every moment I was with him after mm-hmm. that situation started. I can't even imagine. I and mean, you were all those miles from home when it happened. Oh, too. it was horrible. Yeah, I just thought, oh my goodness, my parents don't even know where I am. <laughs> you know, and I don't want to die this way. I don't want to die here in the jungle. You know, it was just, it was horrible. But was- I just uh, hung on. You know, with my mind, I was just tried to be really strong. One of the things we talked about the other day when we were on the phone is this strain of cannabis called Golden Goat, and you were going to check with your uh, caregiver, provider, whatever. Were you able to do that yet? I ran it by him, and he said he hadn't heard of it, but he's looking into it now. Okay, I know you can get it in the States. So for listeners, Golden Goat is very, very effective with PTSD. Um, Even simply adding some to laundry detergent and washing clothes in it and your pillowcases, etc. It's having amazing results with uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. Golden goat. Golden goat. Golden goat. I have to get some of that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm looking forward to finding that one. Leslie, we talked in the introduction that you had two stories. One was about yourself, which you just told us. And the next one is about your mother. Tell us about that. Yeah, well, my my sister and I, a year, a, a little over a year ago, um, my mother had been com- complaining she hadn't been on a vacation for a few years. So we took my parents to the Dominican Republic, and on the plane ride on the way down, we brought some food, and and she hadn't, we had, none of us had eaten much. So we were pulling out the sandwiches, and we offered her some food, and she wasn't. She said she wasn't hungry. She had a stomach ache. She didn't feel like eating. And then over the course of the week that we were there, she didn't want to eat hardly anything or even drink water. Everything tasted horrid to her. So we were really concerned because we thought, well, how long has this been going on? And apparently it had been going on at least a month, maybe longer. And it was really nerve-wracking because we thought, well, how long could she get away with this? You know, this is not right. Something's wrong. So... When we came back, um, we went to the hospital right away and get her, get her checked out, and they put her through tests, and, and everything was fine. They said she was slightly dehydrated, so they hydrated her, and we took her home, and they gave her some kind of medication, some kind of um, anti-nausea medication that they give cancer people, and they thought she had a gastric problem, so we gave it to her. And over the course of the next few days, she stopped eating and drinking completely and three three days went by and that's when I, I got in touch I think I got in touch with you Corey yeah and you gave me the name of somebody who makes the oil in pill form and I got in touch with her and because my mother couldn't stand the taste of anything so I couldn't even mm-hmm. get oil into her mouth which I had been giving her a little bit before right so um, the woman was so gracious to come all the way from out of town and bring the oil to me and as soon as I got it, I went and took it to my mother, who was lying in bed, and three days had gone by with no water, no food, and I could see she was dying. It was obvious she was about to go. And I thought, well, we have a choice. We either take her to the hospital, they're going to put tubes down her throat, needles in her arms, give her all kinds of toxic medications, and I don't like the sound of that, but let's try the cannabis oil first. 
So I gave her a cap, which has a tenth of a gram of the oil. And within two hours, she started saying, I'm thirsty, I want something to drink. And I'm hungry, I want something to eat. And she started eating and drinking again. Yeah. But that's not the end of it. <laughs> because um, the doctors, of course, they wanted to continue doing every test under the sun because they wanted to know why this was happening to her. And they did a gastroscopy and they discovered um, H. pylori bacteria in her gut. So they assumed because of that bacteria that she had a problem as a result of that. And I discovered afterwards that 60% of the population has this bacteria and not everybody gets sick from it. So um, they prescribed two heavy-duty antibiotics and two stomach meds and then, of course, the anti-nausea medication. And we started giving it to her because we didn't know. So, But I, I made sure she took that oil every night because I wanted her protected no matter what. And I knew the oil would protect her and help her because we saw what it did the day, you know, we gave it to her. Right. And, and also it helped her sleep. She hasn't slept in years. And when we gave her that oil, she's out like a light for eight hours solid. She doesn't even get up to go to the washroom. And that's what she need, you know, she needed to heal. Um, so when we gave her the medication for the H. pylori, she very quickly got sicker and sicker. She started having seizures and blacking out, and we had to call the ambulance and have her taken into the hospital. Mm. And um, she was in eMERGE for three days, and the doctors, finally on the third day, the doctors came out and said, okay, we're taking her off all the meds. We don't think it's the H. pylori. We think maybe her thyroid medication is, is off balance. Mm. And I said, and he had a whole team of doctors there while we were sitting with my mother, and, and, I, and he said, but if she has nausea, we can give her the anti-nausea medication. And I said to him, and all the doctors, I said, no, the cannabis oil is working just fine for the nausea. I'm going to continue giving it to her. And the, the head of the team actually said to me, oh, okay, that's great. Um, you know, we can't give it to her, but you can. So keep giving it to her if you want to. And they even wrote it on her medical chart, which I was so happy about that she was not to take any medication, only the cannabis oil. Awesome. Yeah, that is, yeah. that's remarkable. Great great hospital in Toronto, you know, Mount Sinai. It's wonderful. And um, so she finally came out of the hospital and it's been a, a year recovery for her because while she got sick, she had atrophied quite a bit, got very weak and traumatized, I think, by the medicine that they gave her with the seizures and the blacking out. It was horrible. So, um, yeah, she's doing a lot better now. She has some short-term memory issues um, they did discover she had some lesions in her brain indicating that she probably had a few mini strokes and didn't even know it. So they think it's a vascular dementia that's happening. But the oil, I think, is keeping her from going downhill any faster. I think that it's, it's really slowing down that process for her. How much oil is she having a day? I give her every night the, the cap, a tenth of a gram. So it's a lot. I think it's more than I take, <laughs> but she does well with it. Yeah. Yeah. She keeping in no mind problem. that everybody has a different tolerance and everybody has a different amount of cannabinoid receptors. So, Right. Right. Um, but I think what happened to her is that it was a bit of, I think it was a nervous breakdown because she's had an immense amount of stress over the last four years and too many changes. I'm, she's 70, she's going to be 79 soon. And 
four years ago, her and my father, well, first of all, she went to a family reunion and, and a, an old, very old childhood trauma of sexual abuse by a family member was triggered in her. And she just was not the same when she came back from that reunion. We could see that she had gone into some kind of a state, you know, a traumatic state. And then shortly after that, like within two months after that, my father was diagnosed with Parkinson's, which totally freaked her out. And then they decided to sell the house. And while they were in, they went to Mexico while the house was being sold so that they didn't have to be in the house while people were coming in and out. And they were traumatized there by some timeshare sellers. So there was that. And then they came back from their trip. Then they had to move and they moved into a condo after living in this beautiful house for 43 years. So that was a big loss for them. And then my mother retired a year later from work. So um, now they're in a condo and they're much more isolated. She's not seeing her friends as much. And she's terrified every day about my dad because he's getting weaker and weaker. And she's watching him decline and it scares her. They've been together since they were 21. Does your father take cannabis for his Parkinson's? He does. He smokes. He, he's afraid to take the oil because of his balance issues. He's afraid if he gets up in the middle of the night, he might lose his balance and fall. So he doesn't take the oil, even though I'd love him to. But he does smoke a lot, and I think that helps him quite a bit, too. Yeah. Boy, there's a lot of issues in your family, Leslie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we're a hearty bunch. We have a lot of love in our family, so we support each other quite a bit. And I think that's the saving grace as well. Well, I think it's fantastic that both your parents, elderly parents, take cannabis in whatever form. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's it's certainly, I mean, your father would probably be on medications now, or is he on medications? Well, he is He is also on medication, and he doesn't like taking medications, so he actually put off taking it for a long time. But um, at, at a certain point, he decided to start taking the dopamine um, pharmaceuticals, mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. it did help slightly, and... Um, but they only work for about five years or so, and, and so he's got another year or two before I think that's not going to really help him too much. Um, but my father's actually been smoking cannabis since the 1950s. He discovered it when he was 15 years old, and he loved it, and he just has always used it. And I think it's been really good for him in his life um, because he's also had a lot of trauma um, and he, when he was a child. And I think it kept him from having, you know, to take any kind of pharmaceuticals like antidepressants, things like that. Leslie, I wonder about um, maybe trying your dad, you know, I know he's got that whole issue with balance, trying him with some CBD. Yes, that's a good idea. Because, you I, know, I, just, yeah. I, I spoke with uh, Dr. Ethan Russo at a conference, I forget where, that I was speaking at. Um, who's a uh, renowned neurologist, uh, cannabis-friendly doctor, um, who, oh, who actually knows a lot about cannabis. We interviewed him. Uh, at any rate, asked him about Parkinson's, and he said, you know, Parkinson's is a real tough one. And what one person reacts to favorably, another doesn't. So it's not kind of like, you know, with most cancers, we say high THC. So it's not like you look at Parkinson's and say, okay, well, they need 50-50 THC CBD. It's really all over the map. So, you know, might be worth a try to get a decent CBD oil and just give it a whirl, see if it makes any difference. Okay, great. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Thank you. Is his condition deteriorating? It is. It's, it is deteriorating. He doesn't have the shakes, you know, that he doesn't have that kind of a problem with the Parkinson's, but... 
he's getting weaker and weaker and weaker all the time and, and he's still walking but he needs a walker if he's going more than a block mm-hmm. for sure because he gets too tired and then he has to sit down and it's getting harder for him to do things with his hands like prepare the food you know make meals things like that he gets he gets tired very very fast so his movement is is becoming less and less what's he, what's he like yeah. mentally do you find that um you know he's not as cognitive as he used to be no he's sharp he's still wow, interesting. fortunate I, thank goodness <laughs> because that's something that happens with parkinson's as well it can yes yeah. but not with him and well, i, I don't know maybe it's from all smoking for all these years too that's protected maybe him. I don't it's know. the marijuana I bet you it is. <laughs> because when we were young, sometimes he would be like, he'd start spinning out. And if he was out of cannabis, we'd say to my mom, 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 go get him some weed, you know? He needs For his God's weed. Sake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And of course, I guess if your mother sees uh, your father's condition deteriorating, it has an impact on her. Yes, because she's terrified. They've been together. She's never been alone. She's been with him since she was 21. Yeah. And before that, she hadn't been alone too much either. She lived with roommates. But um, I think it'll be such a big change for her, you know, if, if he goes before her. So, yeah, every day she's scared and watching him, and, and it's very hard on her. Well, what you so, do what you do is get him some CBD, have him take the CBD, and tell tell him that you've entered him in the Toronto Marathon and see what his reaction is. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, yeah. yeah. Does your sister uh, use cannabis? She does, too. She's used it for years for anxiety and, and PTSD as well. Yeah, we've all been through the mill, so... And it works for her. There's times where she just couldn't get through her days without it. Boy, you're one of the few people we've talked to whose entire family embraces cannabis. Isn't that right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, which is great. Yeah, it mm -hmm. it really is. It's really nice. Really refreshing to hear. Ironically, we have a younger brother. And my brother, even though cannabis had been in the family all these years... Although my mother was never a smoker. She never was into cannabis until like we started giving it to her for medical reasons. But my brother never touched it until he was 40. And he, I think he was afraid. And then when he was 40, he said, well, I feel like, you know, everybody's doing it. I feel like I'm missing out on something. I want to know what it is. So he tried it and he likes it and it's been amazing for him too because he also has PTSD so mm. the whole family is yeah wow. is happy to have it it's a godsend it's a miracle plant it's such an intelligent plant i'm just totally blown away by it and ever since i discovered the medicinal benefits like 3 years ago i've been doing a lot of research and learning as much as i can about the history of it and i've been telling everyone i know who's open to hearing about it um, and helping people who are sick to get their hands on some oil and, and get healed up. Well, tell your younger brother the reason he waited until he was 40 is because he was adopted. You'll <laughs> <laughs> have a good laugh over that. <laughs> Well, this is uh, this is great. Some great stories you told us. I mean, great in the sense that they're informative about the use of cannabis, not the story itself about you being kidnapped. Right, and, right. I understand. Uh, but it uh, what it tells me is that there are so many more alternatives than the pharmaceutical uh, paradigm will have us believe in. 
And uh-huh. cannabis seems to be, uh, as you mentioned, Leslie, a very intelligent plant. And as we've mentioned on this show many times, it creates homeostasis in the body, which is balances out our systems. And uh-huh. that's what makes it so remarkable. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think your family is really a testament to the fact that cannabis can be so extremely helpful. For so many things. For so many things. For so many things. It's amazing. It just blows my mind the more I learn about it, how many things it's good for. And and then I was listening to Dr. Bob Melamede, and he's talking about how women naturally produce cannabinoids in their breast milk when they're feeding. Yes. That's just, a, that's great. Like our bodies are meant to be using this plant. And um, it's it's sad. Like it makes me really sad and very angry that these governments have prohibited us from having access to something that's never killed anybody ever and only helps people. And yet they want to push these like pharmaceuticals. I can't, I can't take any pharmaceuticals. I'm allergic to every antibiotic. Anytime I've taken any medicines from the doctor, I've gotten worse. So I have to rely on natural medicines. I will, I will never take a pharmaceutical ever, ever in my life. Not even an over, over the counter. I will, you know, unless, unless I'm in a really terrible injury, you know, accident and I need some morphine for the short time, then I won't touch anything from them. Leslie, it was wonderful to talk to you. Anything you want to say in conclusion? Um, I just want to say thank you very much for all the work you're doing. You know, if it wasn't for you and Corey, I probably wouldn't have known as much as I know. And and um, it's a really great plant. Um, I'm happy to share my story just so that more people can know that they can benefit from it. And um I guess that's it, yeah. Well, if it wasn't for Corey, I wouldn't know anything about cannabis either, so. <laughs> oh, thank you, Corey, so much. <laughs> thank you, Corey. <laughs> You're welcome so much. And Leslie, thank you for, for stepping up to the plate and sharing your story, because I'm, I'm sure that it wasn't easy to do, and I can't tell you how much we appreciate it. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. I'm, I'm ha- happy if it helps people. That's the main thing. Thanks, Leslie. We appreciate yeah. it. Okay, okay, take care. Thanks. Nice talking Bye. with you. Have a great day, Bye. Leslie. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. That was episode 229 of Cannabis Health Radio, and we'd like to thank Ron Zahar, Ron Sound, here in Victoria, for generously donating his studio and his time for Cannabis Health Radio to be on the air. Corey, Leslie was a fantastic guest she was. Great, she was. Great story. Great story. Lots of courage took to tell it, I'm sure. Yep. And uh, yeah, very much appreciate it. That's another issue of Cannabis Health Radio. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening to Cannabis Health Radio. For more information and to search previous podcasts, visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. Subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This podcast is made possible by donations from our listeners. If you found the information helpful, please consider making a donation in any amount through our website. You can also help us share our message by leaving a review on your podcast listening platform. We are very grateful for your support. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. 
Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey everyone, it's Ryan from the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast. If you're looking for ways to utilize cannabis to keep you healthy, strong, and sharp, come join us every Wednesday where we dive into the best ways to use cannabis to optimize your life. Topics include cannabis and athletics, cannabis for productivity, cannabis for anxiety, cannabis for a healthy immune system, and so much more. If you're a curious connoisseur, this show is for you. So please head over to our page and we're looking forward to seeing you this week. Bye.